This is CyberSound, your simplified and fundamentals-focused source for all things cybersecurity, with your hosts, Jason Pufall and Stephen Mareska. Welcome to CyberSound. I'm your host, Jason Pufall, joined today, as always, by Matt Fisaro and Steve Mareska. Hi, everyone. Hi. Yeah, I see. I got a nice smile out of Steve. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the way to start this, especially an episode like this, uh, where... I think we're all going to at least at least try and come up with sort of maybe our, some of our top stories for, say, unexpected events in the security space or, you know, the, the untold stories of the cyber security engineer. I'm not sure how we want to title it, but, uh, you know, what, what crazy things have we experienced over the years? Uh, and we've got a lot of years between us uh, in this space. So, yeah, it's, it's always hard to tell stories about what we do is most of the time we need to be very careful about what it is we're saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these yeah. stories are anonymized. Right? Yeah. It's a, in our line of work, you, you can't really say anything about it. It's kind of, it's kind of like if you're a doctor, you can't say the patient's name. Right. 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 <laughs> but you can allude. So, yeah. You things. can allude, you know, but uh, you gotta be careful about what it is we're saying. <laughs> so the names have been changed to protect the innocent. There you go. Right. Uh, no names to be very clear. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, yeah, I don't know. If they're they're not all crazy, so it's it's not like it's every one of these is, is pure mayhem necessarily. Yeah. But uh, you know, because as we were talking through it, I was trying to think of my of one of my favorite ones, and I think it wasn't you know, hey, what you know, what major systems did did I take down in the past, which was certainly happened, right? Or <laughs> you know, what hardware did I buy that just you know didn't work out as expected and had all kinds of problems? It was it really wasn't one of those. It was really more, I guess, in looking back at it in hindsight. Uh, you know, how much trust did somebody place on us, which, which in a way is what this is, but it's, it's, it's such a reaction. Uh, and, and it's such a, I think it demonstrates the, the urgency that people feel when they're in the middle of an incident. Um, and in many ways, especially when you're not really prepared, I think it demonstrates just how willing people are to sort of cede control over an incident, right? And we've seen it time and time again. Uh, but in this particular instance, uh, we got a phone call for from from a, a a company that we never worked with before, and they said, "Hey, we're we're having an incident. You know, is there anybody available for us to have a quick conversation with?" And it was really it was as benign as that. And so I said, "Yeah, you know, sure. I got actually I have a, a couple of folks here. We can we can jump on and give you a, just sort of a sense of what this might look like." And uh, they sent us a Zoom link. We got to the Zoom link. It was three of us and probably 20, 20 <laughs> engineers, system engineers, security engineers, straight up through uh, the CIO of the organization on a call, actively uh, containing. All, all with their hair on fire. All of them. <laughs> I mean, they were, it was, you just got plopped straight in the middle of a boardroom, basically. Everybody working on this incident. It was mayhem. And you don't know any of them. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're just in there, right? Yeah. And in Zoom in particular, right? You're boom, you're there. Right. Yep. There's right? no sales cycle. Zero. <laughs> not only is there no sales cycle. And that's, that's usually the case here. Uh, yeah. I mean, to give people, that, to give people context for that, you know, if we're just doing a normal project, it can be three months easily of sort of discussions and, you know, laying out a project and scoping, right? And in this case, I truly joined thinking, I'm just going to give them a quick idea of what incident response look like. And we couldn't have been there 15 seconds before they're basically like, tell us what to do. <laughs> and 
So we kind of went through the normal, because yeah, the reality is, right, there is, there's a bit of a formula to incident response, right? So we kind of went through a little bit of the, you know, have you, have you protected your backups, right? Have you done a couple of things that we'd say you do early on in the incident? And pretty much the answers were largely you know, well, no. And so we, we got yeah. them. And then it was probably 10 minutes. And I said, well, what do you expect uh, the next steps here from us? And the response was, we thought you were already running the incident. So there was nothing. <laughs> and, and so the interesting part was, and, and I think the part that I was proud of, frankly, was, you know, we really engaged in a manner that you know, sort of demonstrated, I think, expertise and competence. And, and, you know, they felt comfortable, but it also just showed just the level of panic that a pretty large institution would simply say, here's these three people that we randomly were able to get and throw into a call. We're just going to trust them and we're going to do what they tell us. And I think that thing, that, that incident went on for at least a, a good few weeks. Uh, it, was, it was pretty large. Uh, they had been working on it, I think, for at least a week or two before they called us and, and kind of realized they had gotten nowhere. And I've, I've, just, I've never been in a situation quite like that. I've, brought into, I've been brought into emergencies before where maybe you have a passing familiarity with a client, but never one where you just jumped in totally cold and that was an instant rapport, instant rapport. Yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of times we'll get pulled into an incident, and they're you know they're willing to take the uh, their life raft from anyone who's throwing one. So yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they, they like you said they were working on it for a week and a half or so or something like that. You know they're already burnt out. Somebody please help me. Right, yeah, <laughs> for sure. That aspect is very common. Yeah, we, we usually is. walk in the door and have to play the you know counselor to some degree to say no, really. I, yeah. Please sleep. But we'll get it's through okay. this. We'll we'll work it out. Yeah. So I mean, that was you know the, I've had my share of you know big issues that I've caused. I'd say this is what was a nice one where at least I feel like we rolled in and solved the problem. But never have I simply been just sort of cold called directly into an incident, especially like that where yeah. there was no preamble, right? There was no date ahead of time. There was no hey, let's have a quick conversation with the CIO to make sure we have some idea what we're doing. It was just. You're in a meeting room. <laughs> so I, I want to share something that's sort of a, it, the inverse of that. Um, it's a, an incident with a relatively large company, multiple places, multiple sites, multiple facilities. Um, nice first couple of calls, just, a, you know, slight warm up into an incident, not quite I remember this one. full bore. And, you know, it's the end of the week. Incidents always arrive on Fridays, just oh, so yeah. we're clear. Friday, 4.30, 5 p.m., something like that. So let, actually, let's back that up a little bit. Incidents don't arrive on Fridays. Okay. They get yeah, worked yeah. by a company through an entire work week, <laughs> and then they realize on Friday they can't possibly resolve it. Yep. Right? Fair. In this case, that's exactly what happened. Um, we were, were called in by, you know, someone on the engineering team. Uh Things seem to be going okay. We indicate what type of access we need, the type of tools that we're about to deploy, that sort of thing. Um, so it's like Friday at eight o'clock at night. We confirm we have access through you know, VPN or whatever they happen to have available. And we never hear from that person again. <laughs> at all. Literally. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no documentation. Just thrown to the wolves, and you know we're we're very good at that. Uh, to be very to be very clear, we have our own tool set to you know collect information quickly and learn an environment. But you know, we never talked to that guy again, and that that's a 
that's a real problem. At least in the incident that Jason's referring to, there were staff and there was support. Do- yeah. Yeah. No doubt. D- domain expertise, yeah. I- institutional knowledge. Um, that's not often the case. And uh, yeah, it's quite challenging. But we, you know, we made it through, uh, recovered just fine at the end of the day. But boy, it, it can be quite a challenge. Yeah, it's tough when that. I mean, I I had one very similar situation, and the guy was fired. I think two days into it, and we had no passwords, no documentation, kind of like your situation there. Um, it's it's very very difficult, and the business always seems to expect the same type of. I was outcome just going of, to say that, right? The expectations yeah. don't change. Hey, are you guys done yet? Uh, no, I I don't even <laughs> you know where I am right now. But okay, <laughs> and oh by the way, I now need you to authorize us to break into these systems. Are you okay with that? Yeah. So there there is a lot of that uh, when when an IT person leaves, or uh, if they're the only I, one there, you're now you know contracted to hack into systems, and yeah, it's right. it's a it's an awkward situation to be in, and they they always uh, suspect the IT guy of being an insider that did the. That did the deed, which right? is that's that's always tough to deal with. You know, let's be clear: we've had those. Yep. In in yep. you know actual truth, but it's it's never the IT guy. It's just the first the yeah. first thought of people <laughs> who don't like the way their ticket was handled previously. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's unfortunate. The uh, so it's, it's when we were talking about some of the stories we wanted to tell, and you and you brought that scenario up, I didn't remember till just now, and now I absolutely remember. Exactly that. Having to yeah. break into systems because we couldn't yep. get the usernames and passwords we needed because of the unfriendly or adversarial relationship. Like that was brutal. Yeah. And, and the the type of business they were doing there too was you know, not not a insignificant one. Right. Right. They they had a lot they there was a lot of money being transferred hands that needed to happen and nothing could go on there until all this stuff was fixed. <laughs> right. Yeah, that wasn't the scenario where you feel like what what do we often say? Uh you know, no lives were at stake. I think in that one, it, potentially that was the case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it was unfortunate. Right. But they ended up okay. But yeah, those those are always a fun week and a half, two weeks of not knowing what the heck's going on. <laughs> so I think we, we probably though, so we just did two sort of semi-incident response related things. Uh, neither, in neither case did Steve or I actually break anything. Uh, oh, so I'm, I'm really, broken. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to your story, I think, because your, yours actually is a fun one. Yeah. It's a, for those of you that don't know, I I have a very long history of doing some infrastructure deployment. Um, I, my stories range anywhere from me taking the movies for the entire country to uh, me working with a guy that is so notoriously clumsy that they some people don't even want to work with him on projects. <laughs> uh, I've had I've had him trip over uh, power cables before in the middle of deployments. That's always fun uh, when you take down systems like that um my my worst one was was the movie times i i had gone into a facility that that, just, that does a lot of that stuff they give things out to aggregators uh this was i want to say almost 10 years ago now but uh they, all of their servers were in iraq in a data center that uh that one side of it had you know your standard 120 volt uh power strip and the other one was a 240 volt power strip um and there was, for some reason, a fan at the top of the, the rack, which if, if you've never been in the data center before, that's kind of odd, kind of old school. Uh, most of the air handling is already done for you there. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm getting everything all, all finished up. I go to plug the fan in and I went to the wrong side of the rack and I tripped the circuit for it for the whole rack. 
not only did that happen, but uh, it also caused some smoke to come out of the fan. And again, the, the magic if smoke. Yeah, if you've never been in a data center, any type of smoke or sparks get you very, very nervous. Uh, being trapped in those places, especially if they have got the the oh, older yes. fire suppressor, yeah, where sure. basically you can't breathe if that right. stuff goes off. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think for half the day, movie times were down across the United States. So that was that was me. Sorry if you missed your movie. So how did you resolve <laughs> that though? You, you know, you because you had some you had work after the fact that you needed. To yeah, do. I, I had to get everything back up as fast as humanly possible and work with the IT guys to get a ton of databases back online. Uh, it was a full. 42U rack of servers that were all shut off because of that. Yeah. And it was supposed to be a nice smooth transition of firewalls, but uh, yeah, I had a little bit extra work to do that day. <laughs> so much for that. Yeah. Uh, does anybody go to movie times anymore? Movie, movie phone? I think that used to be a, a, oh, a site. Goodness, yeah. yeah. So you just ask Siri now. Yeah. I don't even know. Does anybody go to the movies? <laughs> they, oh, it's fine. I, I brought my, my daughters to the, the movie for the first time, and I actually had trouble trying to find where the movie times for the movie yeah. we're going to see. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, it's, they're listed in weird spots now. Sometimes Google has it, sometimes it, it's wrong. It's punishment for the past. Yeah, it, it must be. It is. It's it punishment for the past. Yeah. Uh, any, any other good stories anybody wants to share? I, I have one that I, I don't know if I should share. Um, one of the very first incidents I ever worked that this is a very long time ago was something that has, has garnered me a bit of a reputation. I'm, I'm the guy who always says, don't forget your printers when talking about fra <laughs> fragile devices or vulnerable devices. And there's a reason for it. Uh, in the early two thousands bandwidth was in short supply. Um, when used by a lot of people who were interested in streaming movies or illicitly downloading movies, you, you name it. Um, so you, you pay attention to systems that are consuming a lot of data or show flows that are to and fro in excess of the norm. There's a printer <laughs> doing a lot of traffic. Now, printers aren't, of course, supposed to do that. Maybe if they're scanning, right? Maybe they have big documents. No, no, this was hundreds of gigabytes of data coming out of a printer. And for those who are unaware, printers are often bristling with services that don't really seem to belong in a printer, like FTP servers, file shares. This was a scenario where some material that should not be discussed in polite company was located on a, a printer mm -hmm. that was serving it to the rest of the world and greedily being downloaded at yeah, they're, that. They're, they're good for that for yes. a while. So let's, let's call it a foundational incident for me. That, that has made me always say, well, hold on. <laughs> Don't forget Check your printers. Because they're always eight to 10 years out of date or something obscene. Yeah, it's, it's funny how those types of things kind of, like you said, they root you in um, paying attention to certain things a little bit more than you usually would. And we, had, we had a situation a long time ago where the backup unit got wiped in the middle of us trying to fix it. And this, this was for a, uh, an organization that had a lot of documents, a lot of them. And this was back in the day where uh, there's a problem that these things were gone. Our company ended up uh, paying for that incident by being in that place for, I think it was almost a month. We were sending people back and forth, scanning in documents Oof. to replace all the data that got lost. Ultimately, it was definitely an accident on our part when it happened. Um, 
and we were working with the vendor uh, who didn't didn't know what they were doing either, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a month of us scanning documents back in to get them get them whole again. That was miserable. Oh yeah, that's miserable. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing worse than scanning paper. It, it, yep. you know, it never goes smoothly to begin with. Yeah, it, it was such an unfortunate situation where they, they we had a hardware failure and then a backup overwrote like an in process backup ended up overwriting all the data on us. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, it, it was not. <laughs> So I, I have another incident that, that isn't quite so painful per se, but it sort of underscores the fog of war nature of security mm-hmm. incidents. This is very recent. Uh, this has happened multiple times. So uh, if this sounds familiar to you, it's probably not you. Um, mid-incident, you know, when everyone's still uh, very, very sensitive to user-driven reports, hey, my system's behaving oddly or my email, I can't access it, that sort of thing. People are on edge. Um, suddenly there's a, a large influx of reports about um, suspicious emails. And, you know, by sheer coincidence, uh, the phase of this incident was focused at that time in terms of um, restoring email infrastructure. Yep. Turned out that there was a previously scheduled, planned, fully um, authorized phishing campaign for security awareness that, you know, happened to be scheduled at that time. And I, I, I said a moment ago, this is not the first time. It will not be the last time. Right. But in that moment, you know, there's a lot of panic and it requires some quick action to calm people down. So, you know, it's a lot of security incidents are the art of uh, wading through lots of conflicting information that has nothing to do with the incident itself, but comes to light in that moment. I think the funny thing about all that was the person that reported that all to us was the one that scheduled the fishing right. camp. Yeah. They didn't even didn't put two and two together, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's yeah. happened in every such yeah. event uh, yeah. where that was the case. Yeah, it's it's easy to forget those things. You usually have them on a schedule, and, well, and right. they just happen. Yeah, it was it was scheduled yeah. with a. a another uh, cybersecurity provider months previously yep. and just on the calendar. Well, and, and, and that's that age old, you know, don't, don't have a system outage also then result in, well, let me make a configuration change. So when I bring this up, I take advantage of the fact that something was out. So it comes up with a fresh oh, config. Yeah. Like we, yep. how many times have we seen that? Right. Oh, there's a power outage. I'm going to make this change. Cause I finally have this opportunity. Of course, things never come up the way they're supposed to when you're done. Right. But it seems like a great idea from the start. Yeah, I mean, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, you know, poor decision-making, I guess, in that case. But, um, so I, you know, what, what's the point of all this? Is it just, <laughs> hey, everybody, you know, crazy things happen. If they happen to you, <laughs> don't, don't feel bad about it. I, I mean, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Just, a, just a, a little bit of story time and something, something different. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, in this industry, you, there's a lot of unknowns that happen. You, you have to be able to, be flexible with what goes on. Sometimes you're going to have a bad day. Right. That, <laughs> it, that's all. It's the art of coping with yeah. how things work or fail when the rules are broken or when all the toys in the attic are broken or something like that. It, inherently, it, it hurts. But, you know, you get over it and yeah. you know what to look for again in the future. And if you're ever on site and you think something is in the attic, it's probably just the person that owns the building. Uh, yeah, you had that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, we we almost ended up in a fist fight with someone in a in a building while we were working because we thought it was empty. 
<laughs> yeah, you can't make. Yeah, I mean, you really can't make that stuff up, right? Oh, people yeah. think you're an intruder. Yeah, no, we legitimately thought the place was being robbed while we uh, while we were trying to just do some after hours work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think on that note, then uh, <laughs> what a delight note, yeah. a delightful note. I don't, I don't, you know, I guess we could say you know, if anybody wants to share some of their favorite stories with us, feel free. Uh, you know, we're we're always open to hearing uh, interesting things or events that occurred to other folks. Uh, you know, maybe we can share it in an upcoming Untold Stories. We got we have plenty of people in the company to choose from to, to come in and actually oh, talk yeah. about some crazy stuff. So, um, you know, if you found this a little bit more, uh, maybe a little more lighthearted than some of our other ones, a little more entertaining. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. Steve and Matt, thanks for joining. Stay vigilant. Stay resilient. This has been Cyber Sound.